0: My Life Now is a half-hour podcast show which regularly features reviews of new releases and all-time classics of both traditionally published and self-published books.
1: Tune in for special guest interviews and, of course, helpful tips to not only write your next book, but also to help market it.
0: My Life Now is most often referred to as a great way for authors to get quality exposure and avid readers to discover their next read.
1: Without further delay, here's another stimulating episode of My Life Now. Welcome back to another episode of My Life Now. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us, Nadine Josephs from Georgia. Nadine, how are you today? Such a pleasure to have you.
0: Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. Absolutely. We're going to talk about some important things today that I think that have been following you your entire life, that you you're focused on helping people and helping people pass through grief and loss and other things that you're going to be discussing today. So before we jump into that directly, if you could just tell us a little bit about who you are, Nadine, then we'll go into that directly.
0: Okay, so um, I am not originally from the United States of America. I was born in Jamaica and I moved here as a very young child. Move to Miami, Florida. With Miami, Florida, you meet all kinds of cultures, mm-hmm. Jamaicans, mm-hmm. Haitians, Brazilians, Cubans. It's like a, a melting pot, basically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I did my schooling, all of my schooling in Miami. Um, went to University of Miami for my undergraduate degree. Went to Nova Southeastern University for my master's degree. Started all of my hours for my clinicals um, in Florida, And then I moved to Georgia and completed my hours and became licensed in the state of Georgia. I'm a licensed Mm -hmm. professional counselor in the state of Georgia. Um, I've been licensed at least, I'm not good with timeframes. I'm not good with numbers, but at least right now, probably like 13 years or something like that. And a grief recovery specialist, specialist for at least 10 years right now, which I do incorporate some of the techniques in my practice. I do have a private practice. It's in Loganville, Georgia, um, which is about an hour from Atlanta. So I do have a private practice where if I have a client come in with grief, I do use um, some of the the methods and incorporate as for my own life experiences and what I've learned through colleagues. I just encapsulate everything in my sessions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and what kind of led you into this? What brought you into this field of recovery and counseling?
0: Mm, um, for you know, I I I think I was called to it. Um, you know, it might sound a little bit weird, but I think I was called to it because when I went to school for my undergraduate degree, I wanted to be a lawyer. And I was like, Mm-mm, this is not sitting well with my skin and my bones. It didn't feel mm-hmm. right. Then I went to say, oh, let me do nursing. And I was like, no, this is not sitting well in my skin and my bones either. And then I went to psychology because my undergraduate is in psychology. And I was just like, okay, this sits well in my skin and my bones. And Mm -hmm. I just built on top of that from there. And that's what I just think it was just in me to do this. And it really helped me with my own stuff. Yeah. As I learned from undergraduate, graduate, because in my graduate program, we were highly, highly encouraged to seek our own therapists. Because how can we help others if we don't know what we're struggling with? And I did that. And it helped me a lot.
1: That's amazing. And it's funny that you were talking about being a lawyer and the other, being a nurse, helping people. Mm-hmm. Those are both helping people.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: and so now yes. you're a counselor now you can truly help people not that the others don't because they both do as well however yes. this one really helps the emotional wounds and those different things that we go through and so we we can all be honest today I think we've all experienced a portion of something in our life where we need to kind of walk through it and if we haven't faced that maybe we should because I think we all experience difficulties right this is life we all experience so
0: hmm Yes, you can't escape life without experiencing some sort of grief. Right. That's just the way I view life.
1: Yeah. Okay? And so out of your 10 too, years. Though. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 no. Just, I'm just saying that there are good seasons in our lives. Yeah. But when the grief hits, it seems like it overwhelms the good season that we tend mm-hmm. to not pay attention to. Um, so, but there are good seasons as well. But go ahead, yeah. I'm I'm ready for you. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So out of your 10 years of experience and 13 years practicing as well, what do you think has been the biggest thing that you've seen that just impacts people? What do you think has been the biggest challenge?
0: Uh, yeah, the biggest challenge is that people that I found in my practice is that people see, oh, the person is um, they're, They think grief is only about when a person dies. Mm-hmm. That's not it. It could be the end of a best friend relationship. It could be the end of a marriage. It could be end of the loss of a job. It, it, there's just so much that causes grief. But I found that people tend to believe that it's because someone dies and it's not, it's, it's the end of something and acknowledging the end of something and not suppressing it um, mm-hmm. shows up in different ways. In different people or even if they suppress it it shows up in different ways for people and it's called grief i said no you, if you're angry it's part of grief if well, you are isolating because you don't feel like being bothered with other people it's part of grief and we acknowledge the grief and we give a voice to the grief you know give a voice to it so we can work with it so i can well, work with it because i have my own soul, so i can work with it
1: that's interesting because we usually think that grief is like crying, right? Oh, I, yes. I grieved. I grieved through this process. Now I'm good. Yes. Well, you're saying it shows up in yes. anger, it shows up in other things, and that's so interesting. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it grows it, and even through like having to blame yourself. Like, okay, you're blaming yourself. Why? Let's let's talk about this. Let's yeah. dissect this. So, but it that is grief as well. Okay.
1: Something else you have here on your site that you help. Address individual situations, maneuver family and relationship issues, grief and loss, as we mentioned, parental challenges, depression, transitional age, youth issues, anxiety, trauma and addiction. I mean, that's a wide range of grief or a wide range yes. of things that are going on that we can find healing from. Absolutely. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: Wh- which of those do you think are the the most troubling out of your years?
0: Um when we don't acknowledge that a divorce for children can Mm -hmm. cause grief, a divorce for the parents can cause grief, Um, moving to a new state and losing your friendships, your core friendships um, for children can cause grief as well as for the adults, but the children as well. Sometimes we just think, okay, they are children, they can bounce around. We can go here, we can go to this state, we can go to this neighborhood, and they don't feel anything. Yes, they do. Does it show up in a way that when it shows up, let me just say this, when it shows up, behavioral problems, want to sleep 24 hours per day, mm-hmm. um, failing in school, did grades greatly drop. And then by the time they come in, it's like, I don't have anybody over to my office. I mean, I don't have anybody over here I can talk to. I don't have friends over here. We've just moved here and and we didn't even know we were moving. So Mm -hmm. it can cause a lot of grief for the children as well. And sometimes as adults, we tend to miss the children aspect of it. What, What happens if they move in? their friendships? How can we still maintain the friendship is a lot of times not considered. So it shows up in children as well, which we can also look at. Um, that is just, okay, they, they're they grieving. And sometimes the parents need help to identify them. This is grief for them as well. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And for our audience listening today in the Georgia area, as well as worldwide today, what are some of the services that you offer?
0: Um, I do individual therapy, family therapy, marital therapy. I do grief therapy. I do a wide range because um, when I, but when we're getting our hours, you know, we work, I've worked with a vast majority of children and adults and the children I've worked with children with reactive attachment disorders and how that shows up when the biological parent is not present or if the, if the biological parent is present how the maladaptive parenting can affect the child. I've worked with addiction, um, Mm -hmm. military individuals with addiction. I've worked with children who were sex trafficked, Mm -hmm. done that for a while. Um, My experience is just wide. Mm
1: -hmm. It's wide. And do do you offer services
0: only physically or also online as well for our audience to know that? I do both. I do both in my office and on telehealth in the state of Georgia. I do -hmm.
1: both. Are you ready to unlock the power of servant leadership? Tune in to Born to Lead with Nelson Apregio, a podcast that empowers you to excel in diverse environments, gain valuable insights, practical wisdom, and inspiration from an experienced pastor, mentor, and international business expert. Take charge of your leadership journey at borntolead.online and embrace the impact of serving others to create lasting change. Discover the power of faith in your everyday life with Keep Moving Forward podcast, hosted by Tom O'Leary. Gain practical guidance and inspiration from a Christian perspective, no matter the challenges you face. Embrace positivity and love, leaving guilt and fear behind. All are welcome to experience the uplifting impact of faith. Listen to more episodes and support this inspiring podcast at TomOleary.org. Move forward with hope and purpose. Wonderful. You also have some courses as well. Let's discuss a little bit about the, the ins and outs of the process.
0: Okay. So I developed a course called grief after stillbirth. And the reason why I developed the course is because I noticed a lot of people were coming into my office. They didn't want to do telehealth for some reason. It is it, kind of heavy and mm-hmm. it makes sense to me um, that you would want to come in my office because as you can see, we only see each other here, right? But mm-hmm. we don't see each other from down here. So if you're doing telehealth, there's a lot of fidgeting. There's a lot of um, sometimes skin picking with the anxiety, yeah. high anxiety, skin picking till they bleed. So we don't see a lot. So they're like, no, I need to come in. So when they come in, I can burp, I could, excuse me, see it. I mm-hmm. can see it, right? And what I notice is that the fidgeting, the skin picking and the crying, of course, but also what does the grief look like for the mother and the father? Mm -hmm. We tend to focus more on the mother, not too much acknowledging the father. And the father has feelings. Mm -hmm. Men have feelings, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right, men have feelings. So it's like, okay, dad, how are you feeling about Mm -hmm. this? And of course, when they're sitting together, not only do I observe them, I feel their energy. Mm-hmm. I feel how the men try to be there for the wife as the wife is breaking down and acknowledging her feelings. But I want to bring him into this process as well. He, Because he's very important in his in this process. Mm-hmm. He is also the father of this child that was lost stillbirth. Okay? So I make sure that I focus on both if they come into my office. Because mm-hmm. men are important just like the mother, the, fa- the woman is. I try to make sure
1: that happens. Yeah. And this is definitely a tough subject. So I can understand why the people would want to physically come to your office and face to face, you know, I can understand that. Do you intend to, so this is your only course for now that you have available. Do you intend to have other (laughs) courses? Thank you for saying that. (laughs) Exactly. Do you intend to have other courses in your other areas of expertise as well?
0: I do. I do. Um, I, and what I'm finding as well is the mother daughter relationships, Mm. um, you know, can be complex, can be, uh, and then there's grief with that as well, especially if we're missing what a mother is supposed to look like. And, um, yeah, I, I don't have it all planned out yet, but I will focus on the mother daughter relationships from here. Yeah. But I don't have it planned out yet, mapped out yet. I have a conceptualization of it, but it's not mm-hmm. mapped
1: out. And for any of us who have taken part in creating a course, it is not an easy concept. It's it's no. There are a lot of parts. And so it is yeah. an idea. And I hope that it does come into fruition one day that you can offer this course Thank to help you. mothers and daughters, because that also is a very important thing as well. Something that we deal yeah. with on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. And yes. these others, I'm excited to hopefully see as well about addiction, about other you know, traumas, anxieties that are so present in our time today. I mean, we see anxiety so much, these different things, Um, depression, and the cell phones. I mean, this isn't helping all of those things either, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, yes, you're right, you're right. Mm -hmm.
1: Discussing a little bit more about your expertise, what do you think Mm -hmm. are the biggest problems that we face and maybe the biggest misconceptions we have
0: about counseling itself? Um, The the misconception is that it doesn't help. Um, Why would I go and talk to someone about what I'm going through when I have, they're not going to help. Or if I have my friend, John over Mm -hmm. here, my friend, Mary over here. Uh, But John and Mary may most likely give you a, one-sided, like a tunnel view because they know you. Mm-hmm. They know you. um but, but if you come to your therapist, who's a stranger to you, they may give you, a, I hate to say objective because it's, it's everything is subjective to me because we're going to still look through our lens, but we don't know you to say, okay, but when you did this, what happened? You I remember mm-hmm. when you did this. They can't say, I remember when you did right. this, right? So if you come into a therapist's office, which I'm so glad that therapy is being pushed right now for people, you would get not only clinical, clinical um, information, but also information from lived experiences.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of,
0: ther- you know, we do go through things as human beings and your therapist most likely would have gone through things as a human being and can help. This is what worked for me. Let's try this. And if not, let's try something else. If you go to your friends, they might be like, well, okay, you get over it. We don't believe in just getting over it. Mm -hmm. No, no. We don't say get over. I hope therapists are not saying that, but I don't say get over it. It doesn't work. Let's deal with this layer Mm -hmm. and then move to the next layer and then move to the next layer. It's like an ongoing thing. And if you want to take a relaxation from working on layers, that is absolutely fine. And it's absolutely normal. But let's yeah. get through the first layer.
1: Yeah. If we could ask ourselves today, listening, do I need a counselor? What would be your response to that? <laughs> yes. Is that what you would say? Do we need a counselor? Like, <laughs> yeah, we I would ask say yes. Right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Do you think it's, if it's hindering you from your daily activities? Mm-hmm. Is it keeping you up at night? Whatever you're thinking about. Is it keeping you up at night? Is it really bothering you that much? Um, and then you say, you know what? Let me go and shell this out. With a therapist i'm not going to shell it out with my wife i'm not going to show it out with my with my friends or my mother and my father let me shell this out on right. my own with someone who doesn't know me right. now if i have to incorporate my wife a little bit later perfect if i have to con- incorporate my my father and my mother a little bit later perfect but let me start the journey on my own first of all
1: yeah wow mm-hmm. It sounds so important to, to address these things And, and you're highlighting it with someone that doesn't know you, they can give you an unbiased approach, you know, give you something that you can't see. And, and you did kind of mention something about a paradigm, the different lens that we see things. Can you go into that a little bit deeper? What is this for our people who don't know today what that is?
0: Okay. So the different lens is if you were to come into my office, first of all, I would ask you, why do you think you're here? What, what brought you to me? And, and I always ask, did you Google me? You know, like, every, do, am I a fit for you? That's number one. Number two, what brought you in? As you're telling me a story, my brain thinks like a camera. It's like a movie going on in my head. And I'm in this movie with you. Now, sometimes the movie is going so fast that I do have questions, but I wait till you tell me your movie, the plot, the characters, everything, right? And then after that, it's like, okay, I heard this. What do you think of this? And I'm back to grief. Well, grandma died when I was nine, and we used, I used to be at her house every day. And then all of a sudden, I go there, she's not there. It's just normal. The family moved on. Mm-hmm. So, you mean to tell me somebody you were with every day after school, cooking you good breakfast, good lunch, is no longer there? Didn't affect? Yeah, which is normal. No, mm-hmm. something went missing. So we have to acknowledge when this went missing, can you remember what happened? What was your what was feeling? Response? What, what, where was grandma? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you work with that. You work with that. And then you say, okay, how did, how did your mom look when grandma died? How did your dad look when grandma died? And it's like, my mama never came out the room. My mm-hmm. dad just went to work and he worked all day. So who were were you with? I was in my room watching cartoons. So everything changed. You don't feel Mm -hmm. something changed? So we have to address these different layers, like I said before. Yeah, Yeah. and the the lens that I bring is for you to acknowledge something changed. And it's okay if something changed and you just didn't, you missed it and we're going to cover it. Something changed.
1: Yeah, and talking about that story a little bit deeper, what are the different coping mechanisms that you see that we use You know, what are the most commonly used coping mechanisms?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Sleeping a lot, not wanting to talk to others. As they become adults or teenagers, heavy marijuana use, (laughs) heavy marijuana use or every heavy alcohol use. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I always tell people, we don't just wake up and say, let me just smoke and just... Get rid of my life for today. Let me just drink and just de- just destroy my pancreas and my liver. You know, we just don't do that. Right. Something happened. So we do see these things. and say, Okay. So when you're craving, what happens? Well, you know, I'm thinking about this thought and I want to get rid of this thought. And then I go and drink or I go and smoke or I do whatever I do. A maladaptive mm-hmm. behavior. I do what I do. And then it's like, okay. And then when the high goes down. What happens?
1: Reality sets in. That thought comes back. Yes.
0: Yes. It's like a cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we cover that. We cover that. And then you got to do it again
1: and again and again and again because it doesn't go away because you didn't deal with it, right? You don't have freedom.
0: Exactly. Yes. You're you're correct. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm.
1: What do you think you enjoy the most about helping people? Why is this so interesting for you? The growth. The growth.
0: I love to see when people come in and, and they say, I didn't realize and I realized now this was what was affecting me and I got it. And you actually see the growth from the first session to the fifth or the sixth or whatever, whatever number. Wow. They don't come in slouched in. They don't come in with heavy tears. They come. I got this. Mm-hmm. I Oh, this makes sense. I just see the growth and yes, there are times what I would just be like, I see it so profoundly that I would cry with them. I mean, I'm not "Uh," like this, but I'm just like, you know, you know, like I see the growth in you and I give them that compliment.
1: Yeah. The affirmation, the, the recognition of this goes a long way. Yes. And I do want to touch on Mm -hmm. your website itself. We did mention that you have a course and that you do offer online health, telehealth as well, tell us your website that way we can, we can find that and look at your course, look at the other things that you offer.
0: Okay. So my website is www.josephscounseling.com. And on my website, you will see my course that is offered on udemy.com, thinkific.com, podia.com and Mm teachable.com. And that is where you can purchase my grief um, course. It's on there. And this is of a family, of a husband and wife um, that lost their baby, Abraham, when he was around eight months old or something. And what I worked with, with them to have them move forward. So when I do my grief, um, I acknowledge that we're all spirit, mm-hmm. right? And if it's a baby, it's we're spirits. Mm-hmm. And... We still acknowledge this spirit, although the spirit is not walking around, running around your house, destroying stuff. We still acknowledge the spirit. We still give a voice to the spirit in, in so many words, like let's take him out of the closet. Let's put him in the home with your other family pictures or give him his own space in your home. Let's give him a voice. Let's give him a presence. Let's give him a present and let's acknowledge him. So when we acknowledge this, it is like, okay, he's still around. We're not going to push him and suppress him like we do our emotions. Mm -hmm. And that was my main goal of this course. We're not going to suppress the emotions. We're going to acknowledge every raw emotion and we're still going to acknowledge this baby was here Mm -hmm. and is still part of this family. And that's the purpose of the course. Yeah.
1: Wow. I know that so many people can benefit from this course and maybe not just yeah. as a stillbirth, but other complications that can happen within that whole process yes, itself. Absolutely. And so I want to thank you for creating this course. And I want to draw oh, our audience today to listen to the course, to subscribe yeah. to that, to buy that, take part in and, and the work that went into thank that you. and find freedom from that as well, from those traumas. That, that we Thank all can you. experience. And so um, I really appreciate your time here today. Is there anything else that you really feel like our audience should take away from your time here?
0: Um, just listen to the course, that's all I'm saying. If you listen to it, it could be applied to uh, a SIDS baby. Um, yeah. Sudden infant death mm-hmm. syndrome, could be a stillborn. And I've had people contact me, well, I had a miscarriage and will this apply? Yes, mm-hmm. depends on where you see, what you see, yes, it does. It does apply because we all grieve in different ways. And the stages of grief are is, is, is there in my course and the anger, the isolation, all of that is addressed in my course. And I just wanted to help people. This is, I, I just know that's what I'm on this earth for.
1: Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much for your time here today. I want to point our audience one more time to check out your website. That's in the link in the description below. Yep. And hopefully we can have you back when you create your next course to interview you again. <laughs> Challenge accepted, right? Thank you so much. (laughs) Hope to see you again.
0: All righty. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting another episode of My Life Now.
1: Please remember to subscribe to our podcast show and share it with a friend.
0: Together, we can keep the message of these books alive.
1: Until we turn the next page together, stay
0: classy.